Blog Talk Radio. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Wade. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Modern Love. I'm so excited about tonight's show because we're going to talk about that topic we all love to talk about, and that's money, or maybe not so much, because it does seem as if money is the last taboo. You know, we can get on the TV now or the radio and talk about all sorts of addictions and uh, sex addiction, find out about people's sex lives. And the one thing that seems really hard for people to talk about openly and honestly is money. And why is that, I suppose? Well, today we're going to talk about the last taboo and we're going to tackle it with a guest that many have said is inspiring and encouraging in this area of money and finances. She's the personal finance guru, Chelly Campbell, and she's going to offer us a very, very uplifting guide for women to reduce financial stress and to maximize wealth, who doesn't want that, and success at any stage in their career. All right? Doesn't matter. Single, widowed, married, divorced, young, old, black, white, LGBT, or straight, we've got something for you and your money. Okay, let me tell you, she wrote a book called From Worry to Wealthy. Think about it. From Worry to Wealthy, A Woman's Guide to Financial Success Without the Stress. She's using some proven strategies from her popular financial stress reduction workshops. Shelley teaches readers how to heal their financial wounds and avoid common pitfalls that might just hold you back from your greatest good Ever. Welcome to the show, Chelly Campbell. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Let's get right into this topic because I don't know anybody that doesn't have some sort of issue with money. Even some of the wealthiest people I know, literally billionaires, have issues with money. Why is that? What is that all about? Well, it's basic survival. And also, the standard financial advice out there given by our leading experts is you're headed for retirement and you're behind the eight ball. You're going to run out of money. You're going to need money because you're going to get old and sick and your medical expenses are going to be sky high. You're not going to be able to afford your nursing home and you're going to outlive your money and be homeless. Wow. That's pretty much the message we get. Yeah, and that's a message that, of course, like all messages, everybody here on Modern Love Radio know quantum physics, and that is everything is energy. All energy is connected. All energy is magnetic. So if you put those kinds of thoughts out, you know what you're going to magnetize. So exactly. Why, 
Yeah, why is that? Why is that the advice? Scary, scary, scary advice. Why do financial advisors and institutions do that? Don't don't make me guess. Because <laughs> got to follow the money, right? The right. reason that all the financial people you hear from and see on TV and everything, it's because they make money when you invest your money in your 401K or your IRA or whatever kind of investment scheme you've got going. That's how the financial advisors make their money. So they have to scare you into it, or at least they think they, they have to scare you into it. They really could just say, hey, don't you want to have some extra money when you're not working so hard? And then you can take all those trips you want to take and hold out the golden carrot, you know, and say, this is what you could have. But instead, they lead from the fear picture. And they did a study. I read this last year in the Los Angeles Times. They had done a study um, with women and what they felt about money. And 49% of the American women were terrified of becoming a bag lady. And it's all due to that advertising and that projection. Oh, my gosh, I haven't saved enough money. And so even 25% of the women who made more than $200,000 a year, they were terrified of becoming a bag lady. So it's not really based in reality. It's based on a projection into a fear space. And like you were saying, using the law of attraction, that's what you're magnetizing. That's the energy you put out as fear. So what you get back is that negative reality. That's right. That which I feared has come upon me. I think yes. I heard that when I was in Sunday school. So, Shelley, what have you learned and I'm curious about you. How did you get started on this journey? Well, you know, life is so strange, isn't it? You never quite end up exactly where you thought you were going to. I started out as a musical comedy actress. I just wanted Come to on, sing and dance. No way. <laughs> I just wanted to sing and dance for a living, you know. And basically, I mean, I'm an older woman. I'm 66 now. And when I was in school in the 50s and 60s, uh, women didn't have the kinds of freedoms they have now. There were still men wanted and women wanted ads in the newspaper. And women's career path was usually teacher, nurse, and secretary until you got married and then you stayed at home and raised the kids. That was the typical scenario. That's what we saw on television Women weren't in power anywhere, really. And there were no women business owners, as an example, for me to look to, except Uh the only ones that I could see that had any freedom at all and had some celebrity and had some money and ability to choose their own work and do it when they wanted were actresses. Oh, right, and... So that's why you decided. Now, had you faced the kind of financial challenges and the fears of being a bag lady that you've talked about in your book? Oh, for heaven's sake. I I mean, have you ever heard of me as an actress? No. I came to Hollywood to be a star, and that didn't happen. I chose, and I can see it now, how I chose starving actor 
instead of rich celebrities. So I had a lot of negativity in my life in terms of what I chose. And I was doing it from fear and from worry. And also I was having all these people telling me, well, you're going to have to starve and you're going to have to pay your dues. So I just followed directions, you know. Wow. So, again, those negative thoughts that were planted in your mind. And at that time, of course, uh, you were doing what most people do, believing the propaganda about money fear. So what was the turnaround point for you? When did you begin to awaken and say, hey, I don't have to be a starving actress? Well, you know what? I loved acting in school. In high school and college, I did shows. I was a drama major. I had a ball. And then working as a working actress, I would get in a show like at Disneyland and do five shows a day, five days a week for nine months. And I tell you, I thought I would die of boredom. Well, in between acting jobs, I took secretarial jobs because I still had to pay the rent and eat. So these secretarial jobs usually bored me too, but I fell into one that was amazing. It was an employment agency, and all the people were making money, and they were having fun, and they were upbeat, and they offered me a full-time job. And I said, well, I can't do that. I'm an actress. I have to go on auditions in the middle of the day. And they said, okay, you can go. And I went, I can? Okay, you got me. Well, the catch was that five months later, their office manager quit, and they promoted me into that job. And I said, but I don't know anything about bookkeeping, and this involves a lot of that. And they said, well, we'll teach you. And here's where the light bulb moment happened. I loved this bookkeeping job. And it was more than just grinding out the numbers. It was being in charge of the office and how it ran. And we were opening a branch office, and how were we going to fund it, and how were we going to organize it. And I got really good at it. And I really loved it. And then I started turning down the auditions. And when I turned down the lead in Three Penny Opera at the Houston Alley Theater in Texas, I knew I had made a life shift. Wow. Now, how did you begin to work with the principles that are in the book? Because you've got some really powerful principles about the fact that we have a choice. We have a choice about our lives, living from fear or, that was your cue, or faith, okay? (laughs) Fear or faith, that's the choice, both fearful visions and hopeful visions are what you sit with when you look at your future. You're either going to go the dark and gloomy path and visualize everything that can go wrong, or you're going to go down the golden sunlit path where everything goes right. So what do you choose? And this is where I started reading. I mean, I've been a lifelong reader from the beginning. But so hold there for one sec for me, Shelley. Don't lose your place. Everyone, okay. if you want to join the conversation with <laughs> Shelley Campbell and learn about your choice to move from fear to faith or tell your story, call us. 347-989-0776. And then push one on your phone and Cliff, our associate producer, standing by to take your questions. Or you can tweet us at Dr. Brenda Wade. Facebook us, Dr. Brenda Wade. Cliff will catch your question 
and make sure that Shelly and I get the question so that she can answer. And I might weigh in a little bit from my experience, too. So, Shelly, you started reading. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, one of the first books I read was Swim with the Sharks Without Getting Eaten Alive because I had a problem with attracting negative people who would give me the wrong story, and I'd, I was having a hard time standing up to them. And so what I got to was at the end of the book, I had some tools for standing up to people, but then I thought, but why swim with sharks if you can swim with dolphins? So I started choosing better people. And then every self-help book I read said the power of positive thinking. They were all they all thought positively before things positive happened to them. They just decided they had goals and they were going down this path and it didn't matter what got them off the path or if bad things happened. They had a vision and they had intent and there was power in that. And they just kept going. So I said, okay, if it worked for them, it's going to work for me, and I'm going to do that too. And eventually I owned a bookkeeping service. I had been hired to manage it, was made a partner, bought my partners out. And and I had a big fall, okay? The big fall was that the biggest client we had in this company was 75% of my income, and they left with two weeks' notice. And I just went in the toilet financially. And I had bought a condo at the top of the market. So Anybody is, familiar with that? I want okay, to and I lost Kelly. it. Kelly, and so I went down to okay. the depths. I filed bankruptcy. Kelly? I lost my home to foreclosure. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. So my, what you're saying is something that I just want to say. I think everyone at some point has had the experience of the big fall. I find yeah. something that works. I make my life better. I turn my life around using these principles. And still we can face challenges. It doesn't mean we're not using the right tools. What does it no. mean when we face the challenge? What did you learn? Let me tell you, I get a chill every time I talk about this because it was the most important transformative thing that could have happened to me. It was the most humiliating and embarrassing because at the time I owned a bookkeeping service, I was teaching financial stress reduction workshops, and I was president of the L.A. chapter of National Association of Women Business Owners. Now, how humiliating is that? So I got to be in the absolute dumper financially. I had no money, just debt. And even after I filed bankruptcy, I still had debt that it took me four years to pay off. But I learned it. And when I was teaching in my classes, I kept it all hush-hush for a while. I didn't tell anybody this. But one day in class, a man and a woman were trying to decide whether they should file bankruptcy with their company that was losing money a lot. And I made a suggestion, and the man turned to me and said, how would you know you've never encountered any problems like this? Oh, wow. I knew I had to tell the truth, and I looked around the room, and I said, well, actually, I filed bankruptcy six months ago. And they all went, what a big moment for you. Oh, and my you know, God. Yeah, I just truth. knew. I now, we have a question. Shelly, we have a question. 
Yes. And from Facebook, the question says, I am so in debt, I don't know how I'm ever going to get out. I have student loans, IRS debt. What would you say to somebody like me? Okay, when you file bankruptcy, the laws have been changed since I did it in 1993. So there are a number of things. You've got to talk to a bankruptcy attorney. Now, in bankruptcy, you cannot discharge the taxes. That's one of the debts I had to spend time paying off. And you can't discharge school loans for the most part. But you need to talk to a professional bankruptcy attorney about what the law is and what is true for your situation. Well, it sounds like this person can't do anything with the IRS debt or the student loans. So what should they do with those debts? Because bankruptcy is not an option here from what you just said. What should no, they but what you, what you can do is you can get payment plans with them that are doable given your uh, income, whatever kind of work you do. And then, I mean, they don't have debtor's prison, so you're not going to jail over it. And they can't take all the money you have because they, you have to be allowed to live. So you work out the best payment plan you can. And this is what I tell people when you have debt. What you have to do is not think about it except the day of the month when you have to pay the bill. Then you pay the bill and you can cry for a half hour about it. And then the rest of the month, you don't look at it at all. All you pay attention to are positive affirmations affirming your ability to get abundance your positive ideas about what talents you have that are worth money in the marketplace, and you focus on making money. Because if you make enough money, all the debt's going to go away. All right. So you would say focus on making money, make the payment plans. Now, last question. I'm going to do a follow-up question to this question, which is those debts with the IRS and with the student loans, I know they have high interest rates because I've had to pay off some of them. Mm -hmm. Is there a way for this person to get any of those to freeze or you just keep paying until you're done? Well, that's why I say if you see a bankruptcy attorney, they will know all the things that are possible with your situation and with the particular loans and monies that you owe. There are always um, ads saying, you know, we can reduce the government taxes that you owe and stuff like that. Okay. So, and then there are consumer credit agencies and other services that are free for those people yes. who are thinking, I don't want to pay for attorneys. So that's a way to get out of debt. But I love what you said, Shelley. Only think about it on the day you pay whatever those debts are and put your energy toward building a positive financial now talk about financial affirmations. Okay. Financial affirmations are just like my life because my very first book was called The Wealthy Spirit, and it's a page a day for every day of the year with a positive affirmation and a story. So I believe in the power of positive thinking, and I know the average human being has 60,000 thoughts every day. They've done studies on this. 95% of it's the same thoughts you had yesterday. Not a whole lot of new information going on. And all it is is an endless loop of things that we have 
made important and remembered. So if you didn't take a class on how to make or manage money or how to manifest it in a you know law of attraction kind of way, then all you're doing is repeating messages to yourself from the past. And they're usually filled with those old cliches about money doesn't grow on trees and money is the root of all the evil and all kinds of negatives. Kelly, it sounds like you've been talking to my mother. <laughs> well, all of our mothers kind of got that drift, you know. That's what was available. That's what was preached. And so that's what they believed. Well, but what now start saying say something different. Say, people love to give me money. Something mm. wonderful is happening to me today. I can feel it. I am rich and wonderful. And it doesn't matter if it's not true today what you're speaking your truth is from that place in the future where all debts are paid and money is rolling in from you providing a wonderful product or service to other people who are happy to pay you. Wow, I love those affirmations. Those are great. Now, what about people who say affirmation, affirmation? That's just magical thinking. Well, there's the law of attraction and there's the law of action. You can't just sit in your room and go, oh, I'm making lots of money, oh. You know, because how many affirmations would you have to say before you're in front of a piano before you could play it? Right, so affirmations, I get it. Yeah, affirmations alone aren't enough. But it's the secret what thought. Of action, all right, so what kinds of actions should people be taking? Because you're backing up these affirmations with action. I love yes. it. yes. So the actions for me and my business, I, I sold my bookkeeping service a long time ago, went full-time in the workshop business, financial stress reduction workshops, and I didn't know if I could make a living doing it, but I was dedicated to it. Now, Tony Robbins had an infomercial running on television all the time. I wasn't going to be able to do that anytime soon. And he had a 1,000 people at the hotel, you know. Well, I could get eight people in my conference room, and later ten people at my house. And the way I did that is I became my own commercial. I went around to networking groups, gave my 30-second commercial there, met everybody else I could, got their business cards, and then I would call them up. It's what I call gold calling, not cold calling. So if you Great get way the to change the energy around that. <laughs> energy around the gold calling is you call to make a friend. Because you're going to go to this networking group every month or every week sometimes, and you want to know them because you're hoping that they will refer business to you, or maybe they're going to sign up themselves. But it's a way of learning to promote your service. So in these calls, I would just say, tell me about you. And in my book, From Worry to Wealthy, I have a chapter, Selling is Serving, which gives you the right attitude. You are putting out this call to be of service to somebody else. Your work is being of service to somebody else. So oh, I with love a nice, that. Yeah. Love selling that. is serving. Now, and then I have a step-by-step, about... it's not cold calling, it's gold calling. I love it. Now, we're talking about modern love here on Modern Love Radio. What would you say to couples who are either fighting about money or couples who are facing 
real challenges with money. Yes. Well, the first thing is before couples get married, they should do a conversation with perhaps a financial advisor or somebody who's smart and somebody who is in a relationship and knows how these things work to discuss what their goals and dreams and plans are financially. If one person is in their own business, well, are they turning a profit? If the other person is in debt, well, how much is the debt? Confess. Okay, what's the worst thing is when people hide out and they feel embarrassed and they are ashamed or they're guilty, they borrowed some money and didn't tell their husband, not a good plan. So every month you should have at least one budget meeting. And let me just reframe the word budget for everybody. I say B-U-D-G-E-T stands for baby you deserve getting everything. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. We will be quoting you on that, Shelley. Baby, you deserve <laughs> to get everything. Perfect. Now, let yeah, and you want to have a budget for now. You want to have three budgets, a budget for now, a budget for if yeah. things get tough, and a budget for your goals. When life is great, what are you going to spend the money on? Yes, and we want you to assume, of course, that life is great right now. Last question, Shelley, before we run out of you say something that is pretty radical about money. You say saving money is not the most important thing in life. That's right. Living life is the most important thing. 29% of the American public dies before age 65. And after retiring at age 65, a third of those people are dead within two years. Not to be negative, but this is just the averages. I was never afraid of, you know, dying, but I was terribly afraid of never having lived. So I think a lot of your money is for having a good time. And, yeah, you want to invest some for the future, but look at it. If you play your cards right, you don't need to live off this big pot of money that you've saved in a 401K. Which, by the way, you need $1.25 million to be able to live comfortably for 30 years. And most people, listen, only 8% of the public can actually save that kind of money. So I just, when I figured out the math, I just said, never mind. I'm going to live life now. I'm going to set it up so my books give me an income. I'm going to have Social Security that gives me an income. I'm going to have investments that give me some income, but I can't live off just that. And then I'm going to continue to work. I'm going to continue to teach classes because I love it. I'm going to continue to give speeches. I'm going to continue to write books. I love it. So you're saying plan for an active future enjoying life, and plan to give your gifts in the world and do what you enjoy doing. Good advice rather than stressing about saving money. Chelly, your book is called, let's go over that again for everybody's sake, From Worry to Wealth, A Woman's Guide to Stress Financial Stress Reduction. Is that right? Well, it's actually From Worry to Wealthy, A Woman's Guide to Financial Success Without the Stress. Good. I'm glad you clarified it because we want to get that title 
just right. And Thank everyone, you so much. please, please check Chelly out. One of the biggest breakthroughs we can all create is to know that we have the power to create a healthy, happy life. And we need support from others. We need positive thoughts. And I heard Chelly say we also need a plan. So get busy, everyone. Chelly, it's a pleasure having you as a guest. And everybody's going to get wealthy without worry. Here we go. All right. Thank you to our producer, Mr. LeBron Green, our associate producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning. And thank you to all of you modern love audience members. I love you. Blessings, everyone. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. 